I am so pleased to be joined by Dr. Michael Grayson. Dr. Michael Grayson is the founder of the Credit and Debt Management Institute, the founder of Grayson Financial Services, and the author of five books, including most recently, How to Stop Making Payments and Extreme Credit. Today, we are going to have a conversation about Business Credit One. It is so nice to speak with you today, Dr. Grayson. Hello, how are you doing? Doing very well. Pleasure, pleasure. All right, so today we're going to talk about business credit. Now, last week we spoke, uh, we started talking about the virtual credit bank. So one thing for for those of you who who caught the show last week and had some more questions, um, one of the things we didn't discuss was your BPI, Borrowing Power Index. So remember, whenever you have a group of uh, 10 or more individuals that all have 720 or higher credit score, you can create a, a virtual credit bank and you essentially are an investment bank. You have access to uh, up to 10 million bucks, uh, very simply. So for those of you who are interested in developing this, if you go to our website, which is uh, cdmionline.com, cdmi, Charlie David Michael Indigo online.com, uh, there's a link there for a copy of your credit report. So you can get a three bureau, three score report. If you send that into our office, we will calculate your BPI, which stands for borrowing power index. So let's say you got five people or you got 10 people. All you got to send us your credit report. We will tell you how much your group has access to. So maybe and it's let a me million, ask you this, million, who would 20 million. Who would that be? So just putting it out there, because, for example, this is the first time I've ever heard of that. What would um, that be good for? I I get five people together. And what would we be trying to do? Just give me just any example whatsoever about. Yeah. Okay, so the goal is to create alternate streams of income. So COVID has stepped in and wiped out or diminished certain industries, hit people hard in the bank accounts. So it's time for creative thinking. It has also created new industries, new types of earning power, but that's going to take money. So if I have a 720 credit score or 800 credit score, I got an older relative with a 750 credit score and they want to monetize that credit and put it, use it in a format that can generate income. So the reason we suggest the, the, the virtual credit bank format is when you put multiple people into a group, then you get to pull on the drawing power of the entire group. So let's say you want to invest in real estate. Now, I'm not saying that everybody with 800 credit score should borrow a half a million dollars, run out and buy real estate because everybody's not real estate savvy. So by getting together as a group, the group dynamic takes precedent. So now you can decide that, hey, maybe we're going to invest in Bitcoin or we're going to invest in real estate. Or maybe, you know, one of my churches out of California used the the virtual credit bank philosophy. So they were able to pull together 50 individuals with perfect credit. Okay, and so they made the official announcement in church. Hey, we have a uh, uh, a virtual credit bank. Anybody with a worthwhile business, business idea, or concept, come a- approach the group and apply for 
funding or a loan, and, and the church will partner up with your business. And one of uh, their first partnerships, one of their members actually had a patent for a device uh, for a, a, a plate, okay? And the plate actually had notches in it for your spoons and fork, and it had a built-in cup holder. And so they were able, this this gentleman needed $150,000 to build prototypes and do some uh, infrastructure soft costs. So the church put up the money. They went into partnership with this gentleman. And one of the first contracts they that they were able to obtain was a contract with Walmart to supply these uh, plates in all of their stores. So instantly they took 150000 and then turned it into you know, what could potentially be a million dollar company or a million dollar investment. So there's always, everybody has witty ideas, inventions, or, you know, but they don't have the access to capital. So you put a group together, you have access to a million bucks. Now the group decides, how can we take this money and turn it into power or opportunity? So it, 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 it depends on the individual group. I mean, that, okay, that's so really good. Next, <laughs> so, it, it, you know, a lot of our small businesses who have had access to capital problems, you know, um, by surrounding them with a, a, a VCB, the virtual credit bank, it eliminates their access to c- capital problems because a lot of businesses are great businesses, but they can't scale up. So we've helped uh, small businesses do franchise opportunities. We've done a number. If you have five viable businesses, then you can get franchise financing and start blowing up your your concept. But a lot of small businesses, even if they're really successful, maybe they can't buy enough inventory or get enough marketing. And that is where the VCB concept comes in. It's the applications are infinite, but it's catered to the individual. All right, so let's talk about business credit. Now, a lot of people are still, people are, are starting to understand the importance of personal credit, but I also wanted to touch on the importance of business credit. If you own a business, you have to have business credit. At some point, somebody's going to look at your Dun & Bradstreet score, which is called a Paydex score. So in business, you have a business credit score. Personally, you have a FICO score. It's going to range from 350 to 850. Your business FICO score ranges from 1 to 100. So the average business carries a 50 paydex score. 70 paydex score is perfect credit. Now, we have a program. We can give any business an 80 Paydex score, and that's where we like to have our small businesses operate. So, whether you know it or not, if you apply for government contracts, if you're applying for loans for your business, somebody is pulling your Paydex score. So, it is unfortunate that so many worthwhile businesses get denied for funding, even though their personal FICO might be good because their business credit scores are low. So we want everybody out there that's listening to have a, a very high, at least a, a 70 to 80 uh, paydex score. So it starts out very simply. So I want to give you the recipe for perfect business credit. So the first thing you have to do is register your company properly. Now, ideally, that means going to the Secretary of State 
uh, and applying for an incorporation. So you want to make sure your business is incorporated. So prior to doing that, the first thing you want to do, decide on a name for the company and get an EIN number for the company. Mm -hmm. Once you have those two things, then we're going to go to Secretary of State and either form some type of corporation or LLC. So start with the company name. Once you have the company name, then we want to apply for an EIN number, and then we want to go to the Secretary of State. Now, a couple things that are very important when you're forming your company. Now, with COVID, a lot of people are working out of their homes. So this is very important to to realize. If you're setting up a business and we're going to build business credit, you're going to need a commercial address and a commercial phone number. That is top secret insider information. A lot of you have worthwhile businesses that you've taken in your home. You know, even we took, you know, part of our operation into the home. So, and a lot of your staff is working remotely. So you're trying to develop business credit, but it's going to be difficult if you don't have a commercial address. So Why if you is don't that? have a commercial, well, all of the creditors use a system that tracks commercial it tells them so and check this out when you call a finance company for your business they have a system that tells them if you're calling from a residential or commercial number and if you have if your address once they have it if it's residential or commercial so lenders don't like to lend to home-based businesses that is just a rule so even though and the system hasn't caught up with COVID, so a lot of businesses are at home, but the, the credit system hasn't caught up. So they still are resistant to doing business or giving business to home-based businesses. Okay. So everybody's home-based, no matter how big your corporation is. So we want to be able to pass that check. So you have to set up a commercial address. And there's different companies. You can go online and see different companies that will give you a commercial address. You just want to make sure the commercial address is within your zip code where you're doing business. So you have a commercial address. Those are very cheap online, I think 20 or 30 bucks a month. And you also want to have a commercial phone number. So even if you're working out of your home, you want to have either your existing phone number or add in a separate number and make sure you tell the phone company that this is a business phone. But this is very important. When you obtain the business or commercial phone number, tell them do not add your business address. Because if you have in caller ID, if you have a business phone number and it gives a different address than your commercial address, then it will be flagged in the, the, the lender system. So you okay. want to make sure that you're able to obtain these lines of credit. So you have a commercial address. You have a commercial phone number. So in 411 information, you want to just have it list the name of your business and the phone number. So once you have those things done, so we have a commercial name, we have a commercial phone number, we are registered with the Secretary of State. The next step is going to be to open a business bank account. A lot of Individuals who have small business or home-based businesses or business in general, sometimes they don't see the necessity of opening a business uh, checking and savings account, but your business has to have a separate business bank account. That signals to the world that you are ready for credit. So you need a business bank account. So 
start again. You have commercial address, commercial phone number. You're listed with the Secretary of State. You have an EIN number. Now you have your business bank account. At that point, you are ready to establish business credit. Now, the quickest way to do that, and unfortunately, in order to establish your business credit profile the right way, you need to have at least uh, 15, uh, between 12 and 15 lenders start you out with credit. And just like with your personal credit, getting somebody to start you with credit is always the most difficult thing. Hmm. So there's a lot of companies out there that will give you business starter credit. Unfortunately, it's going to take a lot of research, and and this is becoming more and more difficult through COVID to get uh, companies to take a chance. But they have to give you some type of line of credit, uh, be it a a revolving account or a net 30 account. They have to give you some type of credit, and then that will report to Dun & Bradstreet. Now, the problem with building business credit is if you apply to Dun & Bradstreet to start building your credit and you don't have these 12 to 15 trade line activities, you will end up with a much lower score. We want you to have a very high, what an 80 paydex score is equivalent to having an 800 personal FICO score. So in this country, if you have a 720 FICO score and an 80 paydex score, you are have what we call unlimited access to capital. Uh, when, when I do a lot of workshops and I'm talking to small business owners who are complaining about access to capital, and, and back in 2015 or 16, I was invited to speak before Congress on small business access to capital. And so what I told them was the reason that it's such an issue for small businesses to get access to capital is most businesses start out the wrong way. You know, most businesses, people get together, they have a great idea, they pull all their money together, and they start a business. You know, unfortunately, no matter how much money you start with, it's probably never enough. Either the business starts out too slow and you don't have enough wherewithal to stay in the business, or starts off very quickly and you don't have enough money to expand the business. So what all of my clients do is start with OPM. OPM never runs out other people's money. That's what you should start a business with. No matter what, I don't care how much money you have, you still start with business credit. And in fact, I make sure all all of our existing businesses that come to us, we redefine either their business plan or business model to include credit. That is why so many of our businesses called to thank me personally, because they were able to weather COVID. Now, this was a tough sell before COVID. I told all of my businesses, we're going to build credit into your business model. So let's say the average business plan, you you build it in a what I call a vacuum. So you say, look, as long as I do this, start with this money, sell this many units, these are my projected revenues. That is well and good, provided it works that way, which it almost never does. So you need a contingency plan built into your business plan so that if your projections don't come to fruition, you could still survive and even thrive. And the way to do that is build in business credit. So I'm going to start with this much money. I'm going to follow this budget, but I'm also going to build as many credit business credit trade lines as possible. So I encourage all of our businesses to make sure 
they use business financing as often as possible. Most small businesses pay for everything in cash. Then when you need business credit, it's not there for you. Credit is a simply a track record of your credit experiences. So if you don't have any experiences, then you don't have any credit. So wherever possible, you want to use business credit so that you build that beautiful profile that you want so that when time comes for you to expand your business or increase revenues or, or to, to diversify into real estate or something else, you now have access to capital. So we want to start every single business with business credit. And again, the ideal goal is to have an 80 paydex score, and it is very straightforward. You know, one one of the things that, that we also teach our businesses. So in business credit, the nice thing about having business credit cards and not using your personal credit card, a lot of small business people use their personal credit cards. Your personal credit cards has a FICO, I mean, a, 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 a utilization restriction. So once you exceed 30% of the, the credit limit, it starts to tear down your personal credit score. So it becomes a, a, a trap for small businesses. So you're maxing out your personal credit scores. Now you have bad personal credit and you have no business credit. So the goal is get to a 720 credit score, let your business pay for business expenses. So it helps on the accounting, it helps on taxes, and it just makes more sense. You know, unfortunately, we're taught, and let, let me do this before we go on. I want to make sure if you guys have questions, you can call our office, 718-481-3363. That number again, 718-481-3363. If you need help building your business credit, or if you have business credit and you don't know how to access all the money that you need, please give us a call. So you want to make sure, you want to make sure once you have the business credit established, you're utilizing it and you're paying, you know, all of your bills through the company, through your business credit. You know, that that's, it's hard to, to, to shift your paradigm because you're taught to pay for everything in cash, don't carry any debt. You know, you'd be surprised how many companies, and I mentioned, you know, financing and, and paying for things on credit. They're like, ah, oh, I don't want any debt. I was like, wait a minute. This is what I want you to Google. Find out how many Fortune 500 or corporations, successful corporations, operate with zero debt. I haven't heard of one yet. So as a small business owner, personally, and what we teach to all of our clients, you mirror the successes and the strategies of more successful companies. So debt is an eventuality in business. It is, it is a necessity, and our American system is built around debt. So that that is that's the overall summary of, of that structure. Well, you know what? I want to thank you so much because here's the thing. You <laughs> mentioned that COVID-19 has changed the playing field in, in many different ways. But you have really opened my eyes and as as well as our audience to this idea that you really can join together with others if you have a plan and a larger goal in mind. I love the idea that you said use other people's money to finance. <laughs> That's so important. So important because a lot of times we get stuck thinking that there's nothing that we can do, but we do have the capacity to do many things to yes. move forward if we would only plan. How do we get in touch with you? 
Okay, so you you want to call us directly? Uh, we have operators twenty four seven seven one eight four eight one thirty three sixty three, or you can go to our website CDMI online. That's Charlie David Michael Indigo. It stands for Credit and Debt Management Institute. So CDMI online dot com. And you can reach out to us at any time. If you are listening to this program, and you know what? I want to thank the listeners. You know, people call us. My, my schedule is usually booked for the rest of the week after I do the show. And, and the listeners are so kind. I mean, some of them have been following the program, and then they'll go and pull some of my videos online and they are so positive and they have used the information and have started to restructure their lives. I've gotten so many success stories from people just following the program and looking at our videos. I mean, it'll it'll melt your heart just listening. I mean, I I love the job that I have because I love listening to the success stories of, of the listeners. Well, I've got some organizations I'd like to get you in front of, Dr. Grayson. I really appreciate your knowledge on this, and I want to thank you so much for joining us today. 